It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And that's right, after a full month off for family, fun, and more, yes, we needed to take that break during the holidays to spend that much-needed time with all my children, the D-team could spend time with their families, and more. We are back, and it is 2014. That's right, New Year's has arrived, the new year is here, and we're officially kicking off show number 60 for the week of January 23rd, 2014. And this week, we have all kinds of fun, because we have somebody that you have seen everywhere. If you've seen shows like Seinfeld, you've seen movies like Jingle All the Way, you also like shows on Disney XD like Crash and Bernstein, as well as the entire Santa Buddies franchise, we have none other than Danny Woodburn stopping in here at the show. That's right, Danny Woodburn, who you have seen all over. He's an author, a comedian, an actor, and more, has been in such hits like Death to Smoochie, Jingle All the Way, and many others. And Danny's going to be stopping in and talking with all of you, D-Head, about his entire career working on the Santa Buddy films, as well as being the new voice of Splinter in the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and just what it's like working with puppets in Crash and Bernstein on Disney XD, as well as his new upcoming book that he's currently working on. So Danny's going to stop in and share all kinds of fun and officially kick off 2014. In addition, we have the D-Team back. Now, some of the D-Team still is on vacation. We have Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, who has ventured here in the States. And she's venturing around from New York all the way through to Disneyland. So we're going to let her have that time off. But we have the D-Team here, that's right, as we have Aaron back, as he's going to answer all of your questions as he dips his hand in that virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. We have Ken back as he's going to bring some rare Disney classics to you, one with a little bit of a coonskin cap in Walt's music. And we have Randy back, who's going to bring you more about Disney multimedia with all the latest in the Disney gadgets, iPads, iPods, mobile devices, gaming, and more with Disney multimedia. We have all kinds of news hot off the D-wire and all kinds of fun. And we know that Christmas is over, but one of the greatest things about Christmas that I loved was the Christmas Day Parade. The opening number this year was the best. It was phenomenal. It was one of the better ones that we've had in years since the Very Merry Christmas Parades that used to broadcast. So officially kicking off show number 60 for the week of January 23rd, 2014, I'm just going to bring you one little glimpse of Christmas once again because even though Christmas has passed, I just can't get enough of this song. Be right back, all of you D-heads, and 2014 has arrived. So, the big day has finally arrived. You know, I wanted to spend Christmas here for a long time, and now that it's finally happening, I just hope I get it right. This is one of my biggest dreams, and I don't want to let you down. When you wish upon a star, your dreams do come true. You would know. Hey, let's do a show. Cue the music! Well, the time of year is here again To throw a party for a few close friends now I'm just tying up a few loose ends And then we should be good to go 
You know I made a list and checked it twice Because forgetting people isn't nice But I don't really want to roll the dice So I'll recheck it nice and slow Cinderella, check! Belle, check! Snow White, check! Seven Dwarfs, check! Are you ready for Christmas? Are you ready for Christmas? Everyone watching at home. Hello. Hey, Neil, it's Nick. I'm on my way to Disneyland. Can you keep singing for another two minutes? Can I keep singing for another two minutes? Tell him, Newsy. Extra, extra. Neil Patrick Harris can keep singing for another two minutes. You can feel the magic in the air. You can see it in Rapunzel's hair. And that bunch of villains over there don't scare us much today. Hi, villains. Hi, Neil. Everybody's gotta lend a hand. Master, your wish is my command. Well, I could really use a marching band to take this number all the way. Marching band, check. Never land. Somebody sounds congested. You don't know the power of the dark side. Oh, Darth, you need to turn that dark side into a Disney side.
to a bird in their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Write down that. Walt Disney Productions presents a new entertainment idea for children. Disney Picture Discs. A special collection of the original music from Disney movies in a three-record set with popular Disney characters right on the colorful discs. As the record plays, your children can sing to the music of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Lady and the Tramp. When you meet temptation, Pinocchio, the urge is very strong. Give a little whistle. Give a little whistle. He's a tramp. This is a unique three-record collection of the original music from the actual Disney movies. They are the same Disney songs and characters we all enjoy. Now give them to your own youngsters to experience and love. Listen to Someday My Prince Will Come. I'm wishing. Hi, diddly dee. An actor's like for me. I've got no strings. Siamese cat song. Disney picture discs are fun to look at and fun to listen to. So order the complete collection today and receive your Disney classics for only $12.98. These original soundtracks are also available on 8 tracks or cassettes for $14.98. Here's how to order. To order, save almost $3 in COD charges, plus handling by sending check or money order to Disney Picture Disc. Box 8888, Radio City Station, New York, New York. That's Disney Picture Disc. Box 8888, Radio City Station, New York, New York, 10019. Or call 1-800-331-1000. Hello, this is Haley Mills, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. When I was a cool young one When she was a cool young one I worked in the colony, paying my dues Accepting without question the prevailing views That a young girl's life was one long grind Digging holes, standing guard till it crossed my mind I was wrong
Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back. It is 2014, and we have returned. Yes, after a couple of weeks off that uh, we just needed to spend time with family. You know, I was going to say, you know, I was prepared to bring you a Christmas show and many others, but my children said, Dad, we want to go sledding. Dad, we want to go out there and build snowmen. So unexpectedly, you know what? I dropped everything and spent that family time. And it was much needed to spend that family time with all my children, as well as the D-team to spend time with their families. So thank all of you D-heads for hanging in there but it is the week of january 23rd 2014 and this is show number 60 as we're officially kicking off the new year and i am excited because coming up here on the show very shortly we have none other than danny woodburn yes the all-new voice of splinter in teenage mutant ninja turtles the film coming out very soon he's on crash and bernstein on disney xd you've seen him in all the santa buddy films and more and he's going to be stopping in here very very shortly so i'm excited for that i might even have some seinfeld questions for him as well. We also have the D team back as I mentioned as we have Randy, Aaron, and Ken all stopping in with their signature segments. So before I jump into news here this week and just jump right into everything, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And remember, first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our latest blogs, our archives, and more right there. Stay connected at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. And you can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue and Diz Radio. So stay connected, and remember, you can always visit us and connect up with all of us here at the show. So with that said, all of you D-heads, I'm going to jump into news here this week. Now, news is all over the board. Having a month off, I'm kind of all over the board here with news this week, and I might even make it kind of short because uh, I got to get in gear here. You know, I got to get back in the swing of things and get back in the groove here at Disney On Demand. And uh, let's just jump right into news. And how about Girl Meets World? Now, everybody has talked about the Girl Meets World spinoff show of Boy Meets World. We've talked about it here on the show, and we've been bringing you breaking news about this as Disney Channel is gearing up for the Girl Meets World spinoff. Well, without the show even airing, The Girl Meets World is officially picked up for a full season. That's right, they haven't even aired the pilot episode yet, but... As they said, it's been almost 14 years since the television world had Corey and Topanga bidding farewell. But later this year, they're going to make their long-awaited return on the small screen on the Disney Channel with Girl Meets World, where it follows Corey and Topanga's daughter Riley as she works her way through life. Now, they said that the show is going to follow in the same suit as Boy Meets World, with great fun things of coming of age, family situations, and more. And this is just fantastic, as Corey goes on to be a teacher in Riley's school, and Topanga has a great after-school hangout that features pudding. So the show has already filmed a variety of different episodes, but now it has been ordered to pick up eight more episodes, giving it a full season, a full 21 episodes to air on the Disney Channel. Now this is fantastic news. I mean, this tells you right there that Disney Channel is paying attention to all of its fans out there and how many people are tweeting about this, talking about this, the anticipated return. I mean, I think it's going to be huge. Now, you know, this is great news. I mean, maybe you're not a Boy Meets World fan, but I think it's great. It's something that is going to be needed as Michael Jacobs, who originally brought the original Boy Meets World to the small screen, is helping produce this one as well. 
I think it's something that's needed. I am excited to bring this show to my children because if it's in that same vein, it's good, wholesome family entertainment. I am excited for that. Now, moving right along in Disney news, how about Valentine's Day? Yes, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. February is here, and uh, maybe you're putting in all of your Disney favorite sweetheart films and more. Maybe a few of those chick flicks. You never know. But how about Silver Breeze offering an all-new Disney Valentine's Day jewelry? Now, Silver Breeze proudly offers the new Camellia Valentine and Disney beads. Now, the new Disney bead collection features a variety of different beads like Tinkerbell, Marie from Aristocats, Minnie's headband, and other designs that are inspired by lovable characters of Tinkerbell, Minnie Mouse, Cinderella, Mickey, and more. Now, these Disney beads start at about $40, and the new Camilla Valentine bead collection includes beautifully designed, detailed love beads that are accented with great crystals, cubic zirconia, and rose gold coloring. Now, certain beads, like the Secret Message Heart, opens up to reveal an I Love You message. Now, as they put it, these are great Valentine's Day gifts, and I know many of you out there, many of you D-heads, the first time we talked about these Disney beads from this collection have gone out and purchased a variety of these for necklaces and bracelets and more. Now, there are also all-new Camellia leather braided bracelets and more, but now you can get all of these, including the Disney beaded bracelets, and you can find out more about this on their official website at A Silver Breeze. Now, pushing right along, we've talked about television, we're talking about jewelry. How about the parks in Epcot? Yes, Epcot's Spice Road Table has now officially opened. Now, this has gotten quite the buzz. From such shows like Inside the Magic, Lumangelo, a variety of different people have gone out there and actually eaten at this restaurant so far since it has opened. But Spice Road Table is boasting a delicious menu with all kinds of plates, specialty cocktails, Mediterranean beers, and desserts. Now, it's overlooking the World Showcase Lagoon and it's sure to be a sought-after Illuminations viewing destination as it looks out right there. You can have some great craft beers and enjoy the great fireworks of Illuminations. Now, it is important to note, now this is very important since I, for one, am one of those people that take part in the Disney Dining Plan, but it's important to note that the restaurant does not accept reservations or the Disney Dining Plan. It is a first-come, first-serve, right there basis so you can't use your dining plan reservations for it nor can you make reservations so if you want to eat there you want to check it out you know you're just gonna have to you know luck of the draw time of the day ask a cast member find out more about it now spice of road table is the newest gem of morocco and it's open from 11 a.m until epcot park closing now a variety of the photos that have been released online on the disney parks blog as well as a variety of other great disney podcasts you know it looks elegant it looks fun and it looks great i mean you can't go wrong with some great mediterranean beers and great cuisine so definitely check it out if you are heading down there anytime soon you know our next trip is planned for march but if you're going down there before March, definitely let us know. We'd love to have you cover the restaurant for us here at the show. So definitely check it out. Epcot's Spice Road Table is now officially open. Now, as we were talking about the parks, let's get back to the small screen. As I mentioned, news is going to be all over the place here this week. My notes aren't the best organized here, so I'm doing the best I can here, LVG heads. Taking a month off of uh, spending all that time with your kids, your, your brain goes kind of batty there. You know, so many different things going on. But, uh, you know, and, and mind you, I'm here in the studio right now, and uh, mind you, and uh, my daughter has the father-daughter dance here this weekend, so I'm pretty excited about that. So there's just a lot of things on the table. So, But let's get back to the Disney Channel. 
channel, and how about Cloud9? Now, many of you may not watch the Disney Channel or their original movies, but Cloud9 is the latest Disney Channel original movie that premiered a few weeks ago, and it's safe to say that many tweens are going to be begging for a snowboard this winter. Now, newcomer, as we all know from Liv and Maddie, Dove Cameron, who has also been featured on the Disney Christmas Day Parade and many others, has been starring opposite of Ravenswood's Luke Benward in this installment of Cloud9. Now the plot goes like this for all of you D-heads or many of you who haven't seen this film. Privileged Kayla Morgan's eyes are opened after learning the harsh reality of her supposed snowboarding fame. It seems she's not as talented as she thought and everyone knew it except for her. Now a sequence of events leads her to assisting a former snowboarder, Will Cloud's dog kennel, where she learns the true potential. Now this is executive produced by Ashley Tisdale, as many of you know from high school musical fame as well as, you know, musical artist and more, and it has a variety of different elements to it, including a moral compass. It has plenty of heart, and it's in true Disney Channel movie style. Now, after a slow 2013 for Disney original movies, it appears that Cloud9 is the first in a few more hits to come to television this year. Now, Teen Beach Movie was an off-the-radar hit, not as big as High School Musical, but it was good. Now, Cloud9 is being very popular with the viewers, and they're having a variety of different uh, airings and re-showings of this, and it's the first competitive-based Disney Channel original movie since 2007's Johnny Capahala back on board, which you may remember that nice uh, Hawaiian tropical uh, great film, which I could use right now with the studio being negative 20 degrees right now. Yes, it's cold here in the studio. Cloud9 is fantastic, and you can read more about this uh, right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, where one of our D-team, our newest D-team member, which I'll talk more about her later, gave you a full synopsis, write-up, and more about Cloud9, but check it out. Disney Channel's latest original movie. Now, when it comes to children and many other things, that's a soft spot for all of us in the Disney community. Come on, we all love it. You know, we all have those fond memories of our children and helping children, and how about give the kids a world? Now, a variety of different Disney podcasts out there do a lot of great things for Give Kids the World. There's a lot of great fundraisers and more. Well, now it officially got a full makeover. Yes, with at least 4,000 gallons of paint, 3,000 electrical outlets, light switches, and more, 100,000 square feet of flooring materials, along with a little help from Walt Disney World Resort and the Wind of Vacation ownership, it has now gotten the Extreme Village Makeover at Give the Kids the World. That's right, within a two-week period, nearly 100 of the Village 140 villas, as well as volunteer and administration buildings, were completely renovated with new appliances, floors, countertops, and special creative touches. As they've put it, our plan was to gradually renovate our villas over several years. So when our friends at Disney and Wyndham offered to help us complete our administration building and the remaining 100 villas in such a short time frame, I was in disbelief, said Pam Landsworth, who is the president of Give the Kids the World. Walt Disney World and Wyndham rallied their internal teams and enlisted the support of countless others to make the dream become a reality. Now, the Extreme Village Makeover Project will make a huge difference in the lives of precious children that we serve, ensuring that they and their families have a beautiful home away from home in the village. Now, as part of the Extreme Village Makeover Administration Building, it was reimagined and renamed the Memory Makers Building to recognize the volunteers who helped make this possible. As part of Extreme Village Makeover Renovations, 
They are going to be revealed live on ABC's Good Morning America on Friday, January 24th. It's going to be hosted and designer Ty Pennington is going to be there on hand to reveal this remarkable new memory makers building. Now the Extreme Village makeover will conclude with a celebration event on Sunday, January 26th from noon to 2 p.m. And you can find out more about both of these events at G. KTW.org. Once again, that's GKTW.org. Now, moving away from parks, how about in your hand? Yes, mobile launches. How about Marvel and Area Mobile launching X Men Battle of the Atom mobile game for your iPhone? That's right, Marvel Entertainment has teamed up with developer Area Mobile to launch X Men Battle of the Atom for your iPhone, featuring gorgeous original art by Marvel artists and stories adapted by prolific X Men writer James Asmus. The new free-to-play card battle game stars everyone's favorite uncanny X-Men in a battle across time and space. You can relive 50 years of X-Men as they call upon past and future allies to combat some of the most dangerous villains ever known. Now, building a roster from a staggering amount of characters, including Wolverine, Storm, Iceman, Beast, Kitty Pride, and many more, players can tackle more than 45 missions and experience upcoming events based on landmark stories like Chisholm, Messiah Complex, Age of Apocalypse, and of course, Battle of Adam. You can join 20 player X teams to participate in epic 20 vs 20 battles in real time. There's also going to be multi-month story arcs that will also feature raid events in which these X-Men teams can square off against the most iconic and powerful villains in X-Men history, including Magneto, Hellfire Club, Apocalypse, and Dark Phoenix. As they have put it, it is an honor for us to develop a game with such a storied and beloved franchise, one that is personal and a fan favorite of my own, said Lan, founder and CEO of Aria Games. X-Men Battle of Adam captures the amazing artwork and drama of the greatest comic book storylines in history. And now with the release of X-Men Battle of Adam, we can bring that into the palm of your hand. If you want to find out more about this, you can search for it in the iPhone app store. So definitely check it out. Now moving aside from the palm of your hand, and how about DVDs and Blu-rays and everybody's favorite, Frozen. Now Frozen is getting huge raves, fantastic film, I loved it, and now Disney's Frozen is set to arrive on a Blu-ray combo pack March 18th. That's right, one day after St. Patrick's Day. It's going to include the original theatrical short, Get a Horse, as well. Yes, when it comes to Disney films, Frozen hits the mark. From being fun, warm, memorable, it is an instant Disney classic. Now, this film caught us all by storm and has since remained at top of the box office, where the score and soundtrack continue to dominate the musical world and great lovable meets at the Disney parks. Well, now you can get ready as Disney's Frozen is going to arrive on a Blu-ray combo pack March 18th with the original theatrical short Get a Horse. Well, now you can bring home Frozen on Blu-ray high def featuring a blizzard of never-before-seen extras with gorgeous animation, memorable characters, and unforgettable music. Now, they're going to have a variety of different things, as I mentioned on here, with this great film, which was produced by Peter Del Vecco, who has done The Princess and the Frog, as well as Winnie the Pooh, and a screenplay by Jennifer Lee, who's best known for Wreck-It Ralph. Now, there's a lot of great things that are going to be part of this, including the new bonus features, The Making of Frozen, Defrosted, Disney's journey from Hans Christian Andersen to Frozen, Breaking the Ice, the real making of Frozen, four deleted scenes with introductions by the directors Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee, and the original theatrical short Get a Horse. And they're also going to have Let It Go musical video by Demi Lovato and the Frozen teaser trailer. Now this is going to be fantastic. You want to add it to your collection and Get a Horse is a fantastic short. I mean, it's an awesome short. March 18th, you can write it on your calendars and get ready for Frozen 
to hit Blu-ray and DVD. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to take a break here. I've been talking for a while here, and there's all kinds of things on the horizon, all kinds of news and more. So I am excited. We're back in action. It's 2014, show number 60. We have Danny Woodburn coming up very soon, and we also have the D-team. As we have Aaron, who's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer your questions with I Want to Know. So before I let you go, and before I warm up here, as, it, as I mentioned, it's a negative 20 degrees here in the studio with the wind chill factor. It is freezing. I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Pixie Vacations, and the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and Vacation by Disney right there on their website. With their knowledgeable agents, they can help you plan, book, and get ready with any budget, size, itinerary that you want to do to make your vacation magical. And you can check them out at PixieVacations.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. I'm going to warm up, and uh, I'm going to prep my suit because, as I mentioned, the father-daughter dance is right around the corner, and I'm excited for that. Be right back, all of you D-heads. It feels great to be back and uh, here in a new year. And now, tonight's program... Disneyland Showtime. Disney Channel's Spring Preview. 
Next, see what's in store for you on the Disney Channel preview show. After that, there's action and adventure on Danger Bay. Then Joan Embry is your host for Animals of Africa. Today, on the Disney Channel. Hi, I'm Nancy, an operator here at the Disney Channel. I hope you're taking advantage of our spring preview and enjoying all of the unique programming available on the Disney Channel. As you can see, the Disney Channel is designed for today's family. There are series, specials, and movies that you can't see anywhere else. No matter how you look at it, it's a great entertainment value. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey D-Heads, and a little late, but Happy New Year. It's been a while, but this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Hope everyone had a great holiday and enjoyed the time with their families. I have a few emails left over from Christmas time, so let's get those cleaned up and get a fresh start on the new year. Let's reach into the virtual mailbag and get started. Our first question is from Tom Gundrum of New York, and he writes, Aaron, at Walt Disney World, there used to be another name for Cinderella's Royal Table, I believe. But for the life of me, I cannot find it anywhere. Well, I've always wanted to eat here, just to say I've had the experience of eating in the castle. Cinderella's Royal Table, formerly known as King Stephen's Banquet Hall, is a restaurant inside the castle. It's located on the second floor. Guests can take the circular stairway or the elevator to this royal dining room where the younger guests are princes and princesses, while the adults in the party are referred to as lords and ladies. Walt Disney Imagineers had originally wanted to give the restaurant a regal name, and since there was no well-known characters from Cinderella that met their criteria, they instead took a little dramatic license and chose the name of Sleeping Beauty's father, King Stephen. The name was changed on April 28, 1997, in order not to confuse guests. If you look around the elegant restaurant with its stained glass windows and medieval decor, you will notice more than 40 coats of arms on display. Each of these is an actual family seal and represents some of the many people that played a major role in the design and construction of Walt Disney World. They include Roger Brogy Sr., Imagineer and railroad aficionado who aided in the design of many attractions, Mark Davis, animator and theme park designer, Roy O. Disney, Walt's brother, John Hinch, who designed the castle, Diane Disney Miller, Walt's daughter, Dick Nunes, former chairman of Walt Disney Attractions, and Marty Scalar, Imagineering Vice Chairman and Principal Creative Executive who worked alongside Walt Disney. As always, I love these little touches that Disney puts into their parks and what makes them so special. Our next question comes from Nancy Tulipi of Sarasota, Florida, and she writes, Love the show, guys, and Merry Christmas. I love Disney holidays, movies, and the parks. My question is, where can I find a copy of any Disney Park Christmas CD? Do they sell one of the parade or candlelight processions? Hope you can help me. Well, you can always go to DizRadio.com and listen to past parades on our Lifetime of Disney player. As far as CDs for the parades, I was unable to locate any. 
However, there's always YouTube to view past parades and candlelight processionals. As far as the CD for the candlelight processionals, available on Amazon is the 1997 processional with Louis Gossett Jr. and the 2000 processional featuring Felissa Rashad. Our final question this week comes from Greta Knoll of Georgia and she writes, Question for Diz Radio's Aaron. In the Disney holiday classic Mickey's Christmas Carol, there's a song in the film. Is that available anywhere on CD or MP3? I know the Blu-ray just got released, so I'm hoping so. Well, I got the new Blu-ray, and it's great. There are several sources to get music from this great holiday classic. You can listen to it on our Lifetime of Disney player. The MP3 is available on Amazon. And to get the LP version on CD, you can go to Soundtrack.com. It's S-V-O-U-N-D. T-R-A-C-K dot com and get you a copy there. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Super Caliph, Ragilistic, Expialid, Ocious. That's not a word. Of course it's a word. And unless I'm very much mistaken, I think it's going to prove a rather useful one. When trying to express oneself, it's frankly quite absurd To leaf through lengthy lexicons to find the perfect word A little spontaneity keeps conversation keen You need to find a way to say precisely what you mean Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious I'm little, 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 I'm the light But it doesn't I'm mean anything It can mean exactly what you want it to When Stone Age men were chatting Simply granting would suffice Now if they'd heard this word They might have used it once or twice That's right I'm sure Egyptian pharaohs Would have grasped it in a jiff mm-hmm. Then every single pyramid Would bear this hieroglyph Oh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Sayeds and wild animals Would not seem so ferocious Add some further flourishes It's pseudococococious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious I'm On their mighty monolith. Oh, yeah? The ancient Greeks, I'm certain, would have used it in their myths. I'm sure the Roman Empire only entered the abyss because those Latin scholars never had a word like this. can be hypnotious. Check your breath before you speak in case it's halitosis. Oh, but... Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Of course you can say it, but...
backwards. We shall still get a lie. Sipsy can still a gaff and a creepers. She may be tricky, but she's bloody good. So when the cat has got your tongue, there's no need for dismay. Just summon up this word and then you've got a lot to say. Pick out those 18 consonants and 16 vowels as well. And put them in an order which is very hard to spell. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that. Approaching quadrant three. Yes, it's a lovely quadrant. No, love. <laughs> Sir. can join in the adventure with new Buzz Blast cereal, part of a complete breakfast to take you to infinity and beyond! Hey LVG heads, Jonathan here from Disney On Demand, and I just want to stop in to give you a little bit more about something that I've really enjoyed reading this past week, and it's WDW Magazine. Yes, the best of Walt Disney World. Now this is a magazine that is an e-publication, something I love, as all of us are living on our tablets, our iPads, and more. I, for one, am always sitting on my iPad. I take it with me, I do research, I do reading, and I have all kinds of fun on my iPad. And the best of Walt Disney World is WDW Magazine. I've been enjoying the last two issues, and they have a lot of great things from featured stories where each month they take an in-depth look at a current topic. They also have the First Timers Corner for all of you first timers at Walt Disney World where they can tell you what visitors are going to need to know about your first time to this fantastic park. There's also the Best of Walt Disney World with a featured hotel, restaurant, and attractions chosen by their readers of WDW Magazine. Now there's a variety of different things that they have in this publication and I just want to say that I for one think it is fantastic. I only endorse things that I know that I truly love here at the show and you rarely hear me endorse many things things but i do love wdw magazine it is fantastic and coming up for issue three if you are looking for that perfect christmas gift now is the time to give that gift of a subscription to that loved one that family member or that disney fan in your life 
Heck, even give it to yourself, because they have their upcoming Christmas issue right around the corner. There's also some great new things coming from this publication, and might I add, because it is an e-publication, it's not just reading. One of the features that I do love about WDW Magazine is the fact that you can watch videos in every article. Nothing beats that. You can read it, you can watch the video all right there in the publication. So definitely check it out at www.magmag.com. And I got to say, D-heads out there, this is definitely one you want to add to your Christmas list. You truly will love the articles. Definitely check it out. The best in Walt Disney World with interactive articles and more as an e-publication. Just check it out at www.mag.com.
is Eric Kramer from Good Luck Charlie, and this is Disney On Demand. Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show, only on DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. All right, LVD heads, so I'm back once again. I hope you enjoyed that little bit of a break. And thank you, Aaron, once again for stopping in and answering everybody's questions with I Want to Know. Remember, if you have any questions for Aaron, whether it's about the parks, movies, television shows, you name it, shoot your questions to him, Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. And remember, you can always visit and connect with him directly right there at Diz Radio. All you got to do is go meet the team page and connect up with him right there. Drop him your questions and hopefully he'll get you answers so all of you d heads i am back in action i'm a little warmed up i got my suit prepped up for the father-daughter dance and we're going to jump right back into news because there's a lot of variety of things on the horizon we also have more from the d team and all kinds of fun so jumping right back into disney news here how about lily diabetes and disney custom books have now a new type 1 diabetes book online that's right lily diabetes and disney announced that their custom books for children and families with type 1 diabetes are now available online that's right they're famous books that everybody loves are now available in a digital format. The digital books explore real-life challenges and stories of children with type 1 diabetes participating in sporting events, birthday parties, and other social activities. Now, these digital books can be accessed at www.t1everydaymagic, a website operated by Lily Diabetes and Disney, collaborating together and designed specifically for type 1 families. Now, Lily Diabetes is always looking for ways to help families affected by type 1 diabetes, says Kevin Donahoe, brand director of U.S. branch of Lilly Diabetes. We are pleased to bring these unique books to as many members of the diabetes community as possible, and the help of Disney makes it fun. Now, there's a lot of great books out there like Coco and Goofy's Goofy Day, and this book features Coco, a fun-loving monkey with type 1 diabetes, and her exploits with Mickey Mouse and his friends. There's also the ESPN Challenge, Up for the Challenge, ESPN Power Forward, and more. So if you have anyone with type 1 diabetes in your family, these are great to help your family, your children, you know, really express and more and realize nothing can hold you back. Definitely check out Lily Diabetes and Disney for custom books with your child's name in it as well. Now, getting back to mobile and in-your-hand devices, how about Disney's Where's My Mickey? Yes, it's going free for the first time ever this week. Yes, earlier today, we found out Disney's Where My Mickey is in the roundup of apps that have gone free. Yes, being featured in the App Store always gets you a round of people to download for free, and I love Where's My Mickey. It is a fantastic app that I have loved to play. Now, each week, they select a variety of different apps that are free. Now, released last June in promotion of Disney Channel's new Mickey cartoon series, Where's My Mickey has hailed as one of the games of the week. And now you can download and play Where's My Mickey absolutely free. So you want to check it out in the App Store. Now Where's My Mickey isn't much vain like Where's My Water. And you may remember we talked with Dave Thomas, the creator of Where's My Water, as well as actor, comedian, and more in our archives on our website at Diz Radio. But now you can get Where's My Mickey absolutely free and play it where you got to help Mickey get water from his friends and a variety of different series. Now getting back to the small screen, and I was talking about Girl Meets World. Well, how about one of the family fun shows that we all love, Good Luck Charlie, finally ending. That's right. You may recall, right before the holidays, we had Eric Allen Kramer. Yes, Bob Duncan 
from Good Luck Charlie here on the show, and he talked about the ending of the series and more. Well, now it is officially going to end on Sunday, February 16th. Yes, there's going to be a few old characters chosen by the public that are going to be returning to guest star and say their goodbyes as well as more. Now, Good Luck Charlie has always continued to be a very popular series, even including when baby Toby was born and also having a Christmas-themed movie back in 2011, always hailing almost 8.9 million viewers. Now, it was also the first show on Disney Channel to feature a family with two mothers. Now, the series finale is going to air at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, February 16th, with an official goodbye. If you want to find out more about the ending of Good Luck Charlie or even delve into the life of Bob Duncan, you can find that in our archives as well. And it'll be sad to see it go, but on the horizon, we have Girl Meets World. So all of you D-heads, as we're wrapping up here, I'm going to keep going. Let's get back to the parks. Like I said, news is kind of all over. There's no rhyme or reason to it here this week. But how about Animal Kingdom special events are released for 2014? If it's one thing we all love as D-heads, we love our special events and all the different things at the parks. And now Animal Kingdom has its 2014 events out and released. Starting with March 4th, they're going to have the Spring Forward with Amphibians Day. On April 22nd, Party for the Planet on Earth Day. May 6th, International Migratory Bird Day. On May 20th, they're going to have World Turtle Day. On June 10th, they're going to have Pollinator Day. July 29th, Big Cat Day. August 5th, Primate Day. And September 23rd, Elephant and Rhino Day. Now, I don't expect you to remember all these. You can play back the show. Why not? And write them all down there. But I'm sure you can find them online and a variety of other places. But I'm excited. I know we'll be at a variety of different events for these and we may even be there for the amphibians day so be on the lookout for Diz radio there as well so all of you d heads with that said there's a variety of different things on the horizon i'm winding down news here we have a special guest stopping in in the horizon i have a father-daughter dance to get to and all kinds of fun but before i let you go i do want to mention that there are some great movies on the horizon coming as well remember april 1st you have the pirate fairy you have muppets most wanted marvel's captain bears maleficent tomorrowland planes fire and rescue as well as million dollar arms so there's a variety of great movies on the horizon and I do want to mention that we have an all-new D-Team member. Yes, you may have noticed that we have updated our D-Team page. There is now official bios for all of our D-Team there on our website at DizRadio.com. And now we have the newest D-Team member, Caitlin. Yes, Caitlin is our newest blogger from Lafayette, Indiana. Yes, but she considers Walt Disney World her second home. In fact, her parents have always told her that her first words were Donald Duck. If that wasn't proof enough, she has said she is a Disney girl, dance around the house, sings Little Mermaid as a toddler, and was in the high school production of Beauty and the Beast. Now, Caitlin, we want to welcome you with open arms to the D-Team. Welcome to Diz Radio. And Caitlin is going to be all over the board. She's going to be on our Pinterest page. She's also going to be writing blogs for our website and more. So give a big welcome to Caitlin, our newest D-Team member. Welcome to the family. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have Danny Woodburn right there in the horizon. We have Ken with Walt's Music, Randy, and more. So, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team once more. I'm going to take a break, warm up, prep up for this father-daughter dance, and next time you hear me, I'm going to have actor, comedian, and more here on the show. Get ready, all of you D-heads, and uh, take it away, D-team Ken. Remember Harry Applegate? Yeah, he took Cordy on a date. Oh, what a dapper dance. Pearly teeth and tennis tan. Remember him well. Thought he was a Romeo. 
tried to kiss our sis and oh, Harry Duck, but too late. Father bought him an upper plate. Watch your footwork. Better learn to bob and weave. Sister Cordy's got dynamite up her sleeve. What a jab! Dynamite up her sleeve. What a hook! Dynamite up her sleeve. Keep your guard up. Archie Baxter came here twice. First time out, he acted nice. Romance was in the air. Oh, they made a lovely pair. Beautiful. Second date, it was a dance. He grabbed her tight. This was his chance. Cordy only bruised that sport. Father settled it out of court. Watch your footwork. Better learn to bob and weave. Sister Cordy's got dynamite up her sleeve. What a right! Dynamite up her sleeve. What a cross! Dynamite up her sleeve. Keep your guard up. Say, do you remember Harvey Drew? Oh yeah, captain of the Dartmouth crew. That's him. A letterman, three years. Muscles between his ears. Be generous while rowing Cordy round the lake. A crude advance did Harvey make. A gruesome scene. It happened so fast. Next week they remove the cast. So watch your footwork. Better learn to bob and weave. Sister Cordy's got dynamite up her sleeve. What a faint! Dynamite up her sleeve. What an uppercut! Dynamite up her sleeve. Behind the kiss. Of Sleeping Beauty. I too shall bestow a gift on the child. Lies the story of Maleficent. Curious little beastie. Bring her to me. I know you're there. Don't be afraid. I'm not afraid. Then come out. Then you'll be afraid. This summer, Aurora, there is an evil in this world, and I cannot keep you from it. Disney's greatest villain comes to life. How wonderful! Maleficent. Hey everybody out there, it's me, Tigger, a.k.a. Jim Cummings, but don't tell anybody. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> hey D-Heads, this is Ken from WaltzMusic.com, bringing you some more Disney music history. Davey, Davey Crockett was the king of the wild frontier. 
Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, the greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so they knew every tree, and killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier. This old scratched up 78 was actually one of the top records in 1955 when it was released. It was recorded by Bill Hayes. And it uh, debuted shortly after the TV series came out with Fess Parker. At that time, there was no Disney Music Company. So when uh, people were clamoring to hear Ballad of David Crockett from the TV series, this record company got a hold of Bill Hayes, and they quickly recorded this album, and it went on to sell over a million records. Shortly after that, Fess Parker and uh, Disney released an uh, official album, Still wasn't on the Disneyland label because that didn't come out for the next year. And that one also sold over a million copies. And another one done by Tennessee Reeve Ford also came out around the same time. Between the uh, those and a couple other versions, there was actually about 10 million records sold of David Crockett. Now, uh, this record is actually partially credited with actually starting the uh, Disneyland Music Company because Roy uh, approached Walt shortly after this record came out and uh, said, maybe we should have our own record company. So Jimmy Johnson was put in charge and he brought in Tutti Camerata and they started Disneyland Records in 1956. He's ahead of us all, a meeting at test, and following his legend right into the west. Davy, Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier, king of the wild frontier. So now I'm going to let you hear a Another version that was done by Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians. Now, this one is unique in that it has all the verses that David Crockett enjoyed. And off he goes, Davy, Davy Crockett, the man who don't know fear. All through the woods he's a-marching along, making up yarns and a-singing a song. He 
itching for fighting and righting a wrong. He's ringy as a bar and twice as strong. Davy, Davy Crockett, the buckskin pioneer. Andy Jackson is a general's name. His regular soldiers will put to shame. Them redskin varmints must volunteer so tame. Cause we got the guns with your fire aim. Davy, Davy Crockett, the champion of us all. Headed back to war from the old home place. The red stick was leading in a merry chase. Fighting, burning at a devil's pace. South to the swamps on the Florida trace. Davy, Davy Crockett, tracking the redskin Single-handed through the engine war Till the creeks was whipped and peace was in store While he was handling this risky chore Made himself a legend forevermore Baby, baby Crockett King of the wild frontier He give his word and he give his hand that his engine trends could keep their land And the rest of his life he took the stand That justice would do every redskin band Davy, Davy Crockett Holding his promise dear Home for the winter with his family Cause he ain't often wrong Baby, baby Crockett The man who don't know fear The buckskin pioneer King of the wild frontier Looking for a place where the air smells clean Where the trees are tall and the grass is green where the fish is fat in an untouched stream And the teeming woods is a hunter's dream Baby, Davy Crockett Looking for paradise Now he lost his love and his grief was gone 
In his heart he wanted to leave it all And lose himself in the forest hall But he answered instead his country's call Davy, Davy, Davy Crockett begin in his campaign An American good and plain Needing his help they didn't vote blind They put in Davy cause he was the kind Sent up to Nashville the best they could find A fighting spirit and a pink in mind Davy, Davy Crockett, voice of the whole frontier The votes were counted and he won hands down So he sent it on to Washington town With his best dress suit, still his buckskin brown A living legend of growing renown Davy, Davy Crockett the king break Congress, the king break Congress, the hero of the land. He went off to Congress and served a spell, fixing up the government laws as well. Took over Washington, so we did tell, and patched up the crack in the Liberty Bell. And his jokes traveled all through the land He made friends to beat the band His politicking was their favorite brand And everyone wanted to shake his hand Oh, Davy, oh, Davy Crockett Helping his legend grow and grow and grow Helping his legend grow and grow He knew when he spoke he sounded the bell Of his hopes for White House and fame as well Strong so history books tell And matched up the crack in the Liberty Bell Davy, Davy Crockett Seeing his duty clear When he come home his politicking done The western march had just begun So he packed his gear and his trusty gun And lit out grinning to follow the sun Davy, Davy Crockett Leading the violin He heard of Houston and Boston and so To the Texas plains he just had to go Where freedom was fighting another foe Legend
D-heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Lights, camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! Alright, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories of all those memories from your lifetime of Disney, we have somebody here that is no stranger to you at all. If you know such films like the Flintstones' Viva Rock Vegas, also the Santa Pups films, and the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we have none other than Danny Woodburn here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thanks, Jonathan. How are you? Uh, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, somebody with your resume. I mean, you have been all over the board from television, films, and more. I mean, I, who who can forget Seinfeld and all those wonderful uh, classics, I guess? To kick things off here, the, the standard question I like to ask always is, what got you into acting in this career? Uh, you know, I think I always had in the back of my mind a, a desire to do it. Um, I think one of the things, I was sort of a class clown. I like to make all my friends laugh and and sort of be the be the in the spotlight a little bit. And even though I pursued a very scholastic high school career, uh, studying science and math and even thinking of going to uh med school to the point of applying for med school, I, I at the last minute shifted shifted gears and completely immersed myself in the theater and film world. So it was one of those things that just, it was uh, a natural development, a natural calling, and now here you are all these years later. Yeah, I guess you could say that. (laughs) Well, you know, when it comes to your career, I mean, you've done so many different things, especially numerous television shows, and I already mentioned Seinfeld, and I'm sure that's one that you get recognized for pretty often. Um, You know, looking back at all your television history, is there any show that you were a part of or been on that is just one of those that has always, uh, I guess, lived in your heart for all these years, one of those that just was the most fun to do? You know, there's been a lot of, you know, one day here, one day there. I, I did a couple of episodes of Becker. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a great time on um, Veronica's Closet and uh, working with uh, Jim Garner on Eight Simple Rules. That was uh, a treat. Angela Lansbury and Murder, She Wrote. You know, somebody that I grew up watching, you know, things like Bed Knobs and Broomsticks with her. So to see to get a chance to work on screen with her was a, a great privilege. Um, and in the last of the last year and a half, working on Crash and Burst it's been a heck of a lot of fun. I love the kids. I love Tim Lagasse, who uh, is the puppeteer for Crash. Um, I just have a great time with that whole crew and that whole cast. 
Well, you know, and that was going to lead me into that, you know, with Crash and Bernstein, which, you know, it's one of those that I consider one of those out-of-the-box hits, you know. At first, you know, I didn't know what to make of it, but my two boys, they love that show to death. I guess, uh, what got you involved with that? Was that a standard casting call, or I guess, how were you approached to be part of, uh, I guess, this really popular show now that, uh, you know, boys just love? You know, it's funny, sometimes the actor doesn't know how they got there, (laughs) but um, uh, Suzanne, who's the casting director... She had met me on a number of occasions, and I think she was always sort of a, a fan who was pushing for me to be in one project or another of hers. And and so we knew each other, our paths had crossed a number of times, and I think she was looking for that, just the right thing. And uh, I think in probably in talking to my representatives and then them exchanging thoughts about it, she decided to bring me in, and I don't, I don't know if they brought anybody else in to read for it, as far as, not to my knowledge. Um, I like to think it wasn't anybody else. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> but I read for Suzanne um, on tape, and they showed it to the producers, and uh, producers were fans, uh, fans of Seinfeld, and also fans of what they saw on the tape. And I totally embraced Mr. Poulos. I think I'm, at times, I'm the consummate curmudgeon. <laughs> so I think I get a little bit of that from the, the Mickey character, who's very volatile. Uh, you know, ready to lose it at any minute kind of role. So Mr. Poulos was a nice fit for me with regard to that. Well, you know, and that's the kind of thing, too, where that show is definitely a unique kind of show. It's, uh, you know, like you said, having puppets as part of it, I guess, is it a little bit different, you know, when you see that kind of set and that kind of thing where, uh, you know, we've all seen how puppeteering works. I guess, does it feel kind of odd with uh, working with, you know, puppeteers and puppets and things like that? You know, it's almost like working with you know, on, on days where there's a lot of stunts. Much more has to go into where the camera's going to be placed, how much we see. Um, much more goes into some of the technical aspects that might not necessarily go into the technical aspects of a standard sitcom show. Um, so, but it, in terms of getting used to it, 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 it was pretty quick. I mean, you, you, you start to get involved with the uh, crash and maybe try to come up with some some good bits of your own. Uh, I think Tim and I come up with this idea during the one episode where we're um, playing football in the living room. Uh, we had this little quick bit that we we pitched where uh, where I'm politely he politely offers me uh, uh, water after he takes a shot of it himself, a la sports bottle, and uh, he turns the water to me, and I I'm cautiously optimistic. But unfortunately, he blasts me in the face with, you know, the contents of the whole water bottle. And that was just a little thing that we came up with, you know, on the day, thinking about what other ways we could get Mr. Poulos to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess aside from, uh, I guess, trying to, you know, make your character angry and getting into a little bit more comedy, uh, you know, when we look back at your, like, your film resume and such films like Jingle All the Way and Employee of the Month, um, I guess exploring comedy, is that something that you really enjoy much more than drama or equally the same because you know you, when it comes to comedy you really pull it off well it's one of those where you're watching it and sometimes you play it so straight that you can't help but just you know laugh your head off <laughs> thank you very much i i think i've always had a a love for it as i said i was sort of the class clown in a lot of ways i did i did stand up comedy for 17 years 18 years uh you know around around the US uh, a lot of you know a lot of time a lot of nights at the improv in los angeles um, I was in a comedy troupe for a couple of years where I was in college. So 
definitely I have I have a love of doing comedy. I doesn't doesn't mean I don't want to do the serious role. Certainly, uh, the Master Splinter role is not I would not say a comedic role. But uh, I like to I like to always find the comedy even if it's not there. <laughs> well, you know, and, and but you can find you can find comedy in those in the heartwarming moments as well. I was going to say, it's the kind of thing where, you know, even if it is a serious moment, you can sit there, you pause a minute, and it still brings a smile or a chuckle at times. Then you, then you know the actor's doing his job right. Hopefully, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's tough sometimes because, you know, a lot of sitcoms will tape in front of a live audience, and, and for Crash, we, you know, we have a lot of guests show up, but it's not so much a live audience uh, for us because of so much of the technical aspects of working with uh, Crash that, um, you know, we don't want to slow the day down uh, and, and try to get try to get a show like that in front of an audience because you don't want to you don't want to lose the illusion. You know, you don't want to miss out on on all the things you want Christ to be. You know, when you, even when you're working with Tim, you still find yourself talking directly to Crash and Tim doesn't deviate from that. He, he even when he's talking to the crew as Tim, the actor uh, and puppeteer, he's still operating Crash. Uh, as if Crash is the one speaking. So when you see these bloopers, uh, if you ever see any of the blooper reels, you'll see Tim voicing Crash and doing Crash as as the performer making the blooper. Well, you know, and that, that was going to lead me to my question, too, about that, too, where, you know, if he is always walking around, you know, doing this with his character, is there a lot of off-air, just fun things, funny things, where he just continues with that character nonstop to help, uh, I guess, keep the day lighthearted while you were taping? They definitely do. We definitely do our things. Um, <laughs> whenever I do an episode, there's, there's always a ritual. Uh, it's a very little-known ritual, but um, at some point after the take, at some point during the course of the of the filming of the show, just especially when we get to the late night, um, if there's a moment at the end of a take, I might turn to Crash and embrace him and go into a passionate kiss. <laughs> See, those, as I say, those, those we just are, do that to break up the crew and the kids. They get a kick out of it. I was ready to say, I, I, I don't know if I can imagine that right now, but it, I could uh, just picture hilarity and uh... maybe you don't want to. Maybe you don't want to. It's just it, it, it gets a lot of groans and laughs, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I guess uh, stepping aside from Crash and Bernstein and, you know, with it being the holiday season and all that kind of fun stuff and great films like, you know, Jingle All the Way and all those, I guess when you're watching, you know, television, of course, you know, something nobody can ever get away from, uh, is it ever the case where you're flipping through the channels and you just uh, catch something you're on? Or are you one of those artists who, you know, you just can't bring yourself to watch yourself on film? No, I, I don't mind watching myself. It never phases me. I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to learn, you know, so if I see something and I go, I could have done that differently. I could have done this differently. I should have thought about that shot and how I was framed. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not overly critical. I'm usually pretty happy with the way things turn out. But, um, yeah, I'll watch myself. I don't have a problem with watching me. Uh, and especially at Christmas time, I'm, I'm one of those actors that's lucky enough to have four Christmas movies. <laughs> and not to mention, uh, probably a half dozen Christmas episodes of various television shows. So there's always going to be something popping up you know, that I'm in uh, around this time of year. So it's always fun for me to see some of those, some of those memories popping back up on screen. 
Well, definitely. You know, and a lot of those become staples for a lot of families, you know, like my children as well. You know, they love like the Santa Buddy films and, you know, get involved with that. Um, you know, no, that is one of those films, like you said, where it's it pops up every time all year, you know, every Christmas. And there's so many of those films. I guess when you were approached for those films, did you think that it would be such a large franchise like it has become for all those Santa Buddy films? I didn't. I didn't actually think about that. I I know um, <clears throat> when uh, Robert and Anna, uh, Robert Vince and uh, Anna Roberts approached me um, all those years ago. I think it was two thousand nine. Yeah, maybe two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Um, when we did that first one, uh, I had no idea that they planned to do many more of these. And then they called me. Essentially, was it the very next year? Yeah, the very next year. And they said, we're going to do another one. I was like, wow, that's great. Love that. I had such a great time working on the first one. Um, we shot up in Vancouver, and even though it's bitterly cold, it's still, you know, it's a nice city, and it's uh, fun at the holidays. And, uh, you know, that you totally get in a holiday mood when you're filming a holiday show in November, you know. <laughs> Well, I guess it's a little harder to do when you're filming in in July to be in the Christmas spirit. Oh, definitely. You know, and I guess when it comes to these kind of films too, you know, I guess it being in the Christmas mood, I guess one of those things though is the dogs themselves. I'm sure you're asked this many times. I guess what is it like working on a set with you know so many different animals and you know handlers and you know getting scenes right and whatnot. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting that um, Eddie, the elf dog, the Jack Russell Terrier. Uh, the first one is a female named Sunshine, uh, who had, probably had a couple of stunt doubles, but the main performer was Sunshine. Uh, and, uh, and the second dog that came in the third movie, uh, was Anastasia. Um, so smart. They're such smart, smart dogs, and very lovely and sweet. And the, the trainers that worked with those two dogs were, were both very, very nice people, um, treated the dogs beautifully. And, um, you know, they're their own personal dogs. They love them to death. And uh, I, I developed a bond with them. And it was nice to go back um, on my second movie and meet Sunshine again for the second time and have her, you know, nuzzle and kiss me right away, remembering exactly who I was from the year before. And then uh, the, th- the remarkable thing about them, though, is they'll be given their marks of where to go. And I usually stay close to the dog because the dog knows better than I do what the end mark is. <laughs> so I, I'm grateful for their presence because they help my performance not make any mistakes. Because if the dog's making no mistakes, then I won't make any. <laughs> well, you know, and like you said, these dogs are really, you know, really smart. I mean, and I look on screen and I swear, you know, it's people a lot of times are thinking a good portion is CGI and whatnot. But what you're saying is, I mean, really truly is just animal handlers and, and great animal actors. Oh, it's it's hysterical too because they, they'll you know they're working for food certainly, uh, and in a roundabout way we all kind of are, but uh, theirs is just you know cutting out the middleman of the bank, and so the dogs will work for chicken or hot dogs or treats of some kind, and and usually uh, when the dogs are being guided by the trainers, the trainers are off camera, you know, screaming and calling their name and yelling and saying woohoo yoohoo yoohoo, so you're sort of filling in your lines in between all the yoo-hoos <laughs> that are going out to the dogs. And it's really a hysterical thing to watch 
from the outside. Well, you know, and with these films, too, with the dogs and whatnot, I mean, I guess if they go on to make, you know, 50 more Buddies films, is that one of those things you're always going to want to be a part of? Because they really are truly, you know, family classics now. They're right up there with many of them that everybody has to sit down and watch every Christmas. You know, it's it's a new generation of Christmas films. Would you always want to be part of all these? I would. I love working on the films. I love, you know, there's a sense of family because a lot of the, a lot of the workshop, you know, performers that uh, performed as the elves in the in the workshop. There are a lot of the same group of local people that are up there in Vancouver, and uh, it's like sort of a little reunion when we get to go back after a year or two years. We go back and do another show and see all these groups, you know, these groups of people again. Um, I get to work with a new Santa Claus every year. Uh, some of those Santas have been good friends now for some period of time. Uh, Pat Finn, who was the last Santa two years ago, he and I are good friends now. And, um, you know, I got to work with people like George Wint and Cheryl Ladd and, you know, the, the people that have been involved have been a lot of fun to meet and work with and have relationships with. Very cool. Um, and I just enjoy the, that whole, that whole sense of family, you know, because a lot of times you work in a show for a period of time and then it's done and you don't necessarily see people anymore. And so the chance to go back and make a another movie and work with the same crew, work with the same performers, it's it's good. It's like having a you know, holidays with family, you know. Definitely. I mean, I can only imagine, like you said, a lot of times when you are filming a film or whatnot or on television show, it's kind of that, uh, you know, sense of family for a little bit and then you move on to the next project. And it, it, I guess, like you said, it has to be refreshing and, you know, just kind of get back together uh, like a family reunion that you haven't seen in a couple of years, but yet you just get right back down to business. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that to me is probably one of the better parts of it, you know, working with the same group of people who you developed a, a rapport with, a friendship with, a uh, camaraderie with, you know, that's the best part of it. Now, I guess uh, pushing aside from, you know, uh, fluffy little puppies, and let's get into another form of animal, of course, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, we know that, uh, you know, everybody is excited for this film. You know, it's uh, the turtles are, you know, in a huge resurgence once again. You know, we had Rob Paulson on, who's voiced the turtles on a variety of occasions, and now you are going to be Master Splinter. You know, you are the uh, the Yoda of the ninja world. I guess, how did that come about? Um, that came about through audition process. Uh, I got to meet with uh, casting director, Deborah Zane, uh, who I worked with um, many years ago on a show called Tracy Takes On. Uh, she had brought me in for that show, and I did about seven or eight of those. And then... Uh, it's been some time, I think, since we've met up again, but she brought me in for this role, and uh, I got to read for it, and I guess they liked what they saw. Well, I guess, uh, now, with the Ninja Turtles and being Splinter, now, are the Ninja Turtles something that, uh, you know, you've been a fan of at all, or, you know, have a great knowledge of, or one of those projects that you just wanted to get involved with, with this whole rebirth of uh, the Ninja Turtle phenomenon? I'm a fan now, and I think, you know, when you do these effects, effects films... Uh, it's, it's so amazing what they're capable of doing, you know, that my, my excitement about it was, was pretty up there. Um, because I had never done, you know, something this, this big in terms of effects, you know. So, I was really interested in being involved in that process. Now, I guess uh, when it comes to, I mean, I, we know that you always can't say too much because, you know, film's not out yet or anything, but, uh. Right, well, you'll hear there's a whole, the radio will cut out and there'll be some silence and some screams. And then <laughs> I'll just come back on and say, we have to go. 
Well, I, I guess uh, I guess with that, you know, I don't want to give you too much for it, though. But uh, when it does come time for the Ninja Turtles and being part of this, like you said, being part of something really big with this amount of facts and whatnot, I guess, is there a specific way that you're going to tackle this iconic, uh, you know, mentor uh, rat to the turtles? Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice political answer. Well, I guess, you know... Push it around. You know, we know that you are very busy and there's a lot of different things. You know, we could talk about a variety of different projects, but, you know, one of those that we do want to tackle that, uh, you know, when we asked our listeners is, of course, some of the more rare cult classics that you've been part of, like films like Death to Smoochie and things like that. Now, when you work on some of these films, are these ones that you look back upon? You know, you're in that film, Robin Williams, you know, it doesn't get the, the love that it deserves. Um, I guess when you look at your resume, do you have fond memories of working on some of those projects? You know, that was probably one of my favorite films to work on ever. I uh, I talked about a sense of family on, on, on some of the projects I've worked on, and this, this one really felt that way to me. I had such a great rapport with Robin and Edward, and, and uh, you know, I'm... I'm Occasionally in touch with one or the other of them, and you know we exchange hellos, you know, especially around the holidays. And and Danny DeVito, uh, somebody who I admired for such a long time as a performer, and uh, going back to Taxi and uh, even One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, to get a chance to be involved in a project like that, uh, despite maybe its its financial success, I think it's had over the years. As you said, quite a cult classic following. There's a lot of, there's a lot of lovers out there of that movie, and I'm, I'm really, I was really happy to be a part of it then, and I'm still happy to be a part of it now. Uh, it's not, it's not one of those films where I go, oh, uh, I wish I, wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> and I don't think there's really too many of that in my resume, but this is definitely up there in terms of one of the greater experiences I've had in working with, with a group of people. Well, you know, and like I said, that is one of those things where it is a cult film. You know, it's one of those where, you know, what what happens at the box office is one thing. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, you look at films and over the course of time, they get this cult status following. And, you know, Death to Smoochie is definitely uh, one of those uh, that has gained that over the years that I feel it, it constantly gets uh, passed around to everybody. So knowing that you really enjoyed. I think uh, I think Danny D ought to um, push this as a as a pre-Rocky Horror Picture Show release. Like, it comes on at 10, Rocky Horror comes on at midnight, sell it as a double feature. I, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, maybe he'll maybe he'll hear this one day and come up with that idea. <laughs> well, you know, with, with uh, everything from your resume, television, movies, you know, we've talked about a variety of different things. We know you're busy. I guess, do you have anything coming up in the future, aside from Ninja Turtles, that you are able to talk, uh, I guess, talk about or let us in on so we can kind of, you know, keep our eye or ears out for uh, Danny Woodburn? Yeah, this past year I worked on a project called The Identical. Um, it's a terrific uh, little independent film uh, about, uh, uh, it's sort of a, it's sort of a, a pseudo biopic, if you will. It's like if Elvis had a twin kind of a, kind of a story. Uh, it's fictional, but there's a lot of sort of overlaps to the world of Elvis Presley and that, and that kind of classic music. And it's got all this original music in it. And, um, there's a story of sort of twin separated birth and one sees great success as a sort of rhythm and blues honky tonk kind of singer and the other one uh lives a life of a essentially a pauper uh, working uh with his father who wants him to be a, a preacher 
and and how the life of music is sort of in his blood and he wants to you know go that route that his twin did and he doesn't even know that the twin is is his twin and he becomes this impersonator of the the actual performer and i i play a character who is also an impersonator you know a la a vegas style but not really a vegas more like a uh, a sort of from the floor kind of honky talk uh, <laughs> place, and and I, uh, I I perform a little number um, in uh, in my scene there, uh, it, singing one of the songs from the movie. So that's that for me was kind of a fun and different experience, and that was another great group of people to work with. Um, uh, Ray Liotta and Ashley Judd are in it, uh, so that'll be I think coming out maybe in. Uh, <sighs> In the spring, early spring, maybe March or April, I'm thinking. Very cool. And that's the identical. And, uh, you know, it sounds like it's definitely an interesting story. Um, the the kind of story, you know, like you said, where he's leading down that path. And it definitely, I feel Hollywood doesn't have enough original stories. And this one definitely sounds uh, it's not like something fresh and new. I will say that. Good. I hope that's how everybody sees it. <laughs> and another thing I have going on is a, uh, I'm working right now on a children's book. Um, it's called That Kid Has a Beard. And it's about uh, perceptions and understanding people with differences. When it comes to that kid has a beard, I mean, the first thing, I guess, as you said, it's talking about perceptions. And I get a lot of perceptions just from that title alone. <laughs> yeah, it has to do with uh, sometimes the way kids react to me. I, you know, and now, is this a book that's currently in the works that you're just working on? I mean, people can't go out right now. Yeah, it's currently in the works. I just started working with uh, an illustrator. Um, and we're, we're in the early, early stages. It's, it's written, uh, it just needs to be, you know, illustrated and go to press at some point. Hopefully, maybe sometime, uh, in the next year, maybe we can go to press with it. Well, you know, and that's one of those things, too, then, where aside from just television and movies and, uh, all that kind of fun stuff, maybe we'll be able to see you at a Barnes & Noble at a book signing tour. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. The, the project was born out of, um out of one of my stand-up routines about the way kids see me. And uh, my wife said, that needs to be a children's book. <laughs> so that's, that's where it went. That's where it went. Well, and you can't go wrong with a good children's book either. You know, it's uh, you, you can get just the right comedy in there too because, you know, as long as you're not talking down to the kids and you're talking to them, I can guarantee it, it's going to be a great book. So. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that, one of the areas that I work in is uh, uh, I'm – activists for people with disabilities and I I feel like if we can show differences as a positive instead of a negative that's that's one of the things I would like to contribute to this world well I guess before we let you go as we always ask uh, all of our guests here on the show uh, for all your fans out there everybody tuning in who's fans of Seinfeld Santa Buddies Crash and Bernstein you name it uh, is there any words of wisdom or lasting words that you can leave uh, from Danny Woodburn to all of your fans Words of wisdom, all I can say is I love you guys, and I'm so glad you're a part of my career. And uh, I look forward to bumping into each of you on the street. Very good. Well, thank you once again, and you know we hope you have a great holiday. Thank you. You too. I appreciate the call, John.
from the kids in the hall i was also milo and stitch which was a lot more fun than working in the kids in the hall but don't tell the kids in the hall that and you're listening to disney on demand thank you very much and their dealings with stressed envelope to davis and kurt right down that where is my little bursty girl i'm going to gobble her up when i find her Fergus, no weapons on the table. Can I, Shifnaro? Can I, can I, can I, can I, please, can I? (laughs) Not with that. Why not use your very own? Happy birthday, my wee darling. Now, there's a good girl. Draw all the way back now to your cheek, that's right. Keep both eyes open. And... Loose! Amos. Go and fetch it then. A bow, Fergus. She's a lady. Hello D-Heads and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. Who doesn't like to see a Broadway show? I know I do and I have seen it maybe a couple times but it's definitely worth the experience to go see it and it has a nice little hefty price tag but of course you get the whole experience. Well, it looks like the Disney movie Frozen 
may be coming to a Broadway near you. That's right. Bra、uh, Bob Iger has confirmed that he is possibly thinking taking Frozen to Broadway. Frozen will follow the footsteps of Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, The Little Mermaid, and currently in production, Disney Aladdin, which will be over in New York、um, City, Times Square, and will be possibly、uh, will be heading to Broadway stage. Bob Iger. Uh, mentioned, I quote: "We're not demanding speed; we're demanding excellence." Frozen has already made 670 million dollars, and has been loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen, the Snow Queen. Frozen is the fourth animated film soundtrack to hit number one on the Billboard's 200 chart. There has been no time frame which will be given for the Broadway version of Frozen. It looks. Quite promising. There's also been speculation, some rumors that Disney will be bringing this Broadway version to Disneyland in California. For those who want to add another movie to their growing collection of Disney movies, you can go ahead and get yourself pre-ordered for the movie Disney Frozen. That's been released in theaters since November of 27 of 2013. It's now going to be available for DisneyStore.com and as well at your local Disney stores.、Um, the Disney, if you want to add it to your digital download of to your gaming platforms and as well gaming devices, you can get on digital download on February the twenty fifth, and will be available on March eighteenth, twenty fourteen. We're going to be handing switching gears over to Disney Parks news over here. For those who have been wanting to go and see other different Disney parks chains through the family、uh, that you would like to see, like Disney Paris,、uh, Disney Tokyo Sea, and so on and so forth, well, Disneyland Shanghai will be coming soon and will be possibly opening in 2015. Disney Shanghai has been the latest addition to the Disney parks family. And will be growing in the native land in China. Now, the center of the park will be the Storybook Castle. It's going to be the, it's going to be the largest and the biggest and the best Disney castle to date. It's going to be the largest、um, castle that Disney will ever build in a Disneyland park. Storybook Castle will also include entertainment, dining, and as well performer spaces within and without of surroundings of the castle. All this is packed inside an amazing castle, as well special pixie dust here and there, wonderful、um, elements that will be also. Plus, the park will also include lands like Disney parks. They will also have their own unique attractions, entertainment, and as well experiences. From based on the concept designs that we've been seeing online, it looks like a very promising、um, experience. And as well, I think it's going to be very、um, colorful when it comes with the the gardens and the trees and the sights and the smells. It's something that now let's go ahead and switch over to Disney Multimedia for gaming apps and. As on your mobile devices, for those who are aware of the gaming platform called Disney Hidden Worlds, that's you can play it on Facebook and also on your phone. Disney Brave Scenes has been released and is the newest update. For those who are playing with the game, there's been tips and tricks 
Um, there's hidden objects in the venture, so you can pick it out and see on the world that you're visiting. So I'll be on the lookout for more Disney animated films to be coming to Disney Hidden Worlds soon. So that's gonna be a nice little fun update for that. Disney have announced that Disney Magical World will be hitting the Nintendo eShop and retails stores in North America in Spring 2014. Disney Magical World is a, a game where players pick from selection of characters and can customize with Disney themed outfits and accessories. They can personalize their characters by exploring um, the world by managing a cafe, planting crops, and a collection of Disney character cards in the new Magical World. Of course, Disney's favorite characters will be also joining the fun to find missing items and also solving problems. Disney Magical World will launch on April 11th, 2014. Well, this is Randy Rickert signing out for the latest Disney multimedia segment. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Bye! Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking please. Thank you. We are circling the Disney-created Seven Seas Lagoon. Rising from the Magic Kingdom on the opposite shore is Cinderella Castle. You can also see Disney's Mountain Range, Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain in Frontierland, and Space Mountain in Tomorrowland. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney, it's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for 2014 and show number 60 here at the show. I'd like to extend a very special thank you once again to Danny Woodburn for stopping in. We've seen you in a variety of films, television shows, and more, and I am excited to read more about your book, Mom, That Kid Has a Beard. I think it sounds hilarious and fantastic. If you want to find out more about Danny, definitely check him out on IMDb. You can see him all over a variety of different films, Disney XD on Crash and Bernstein, and more. And thank you, Danny, once again for stopping in and chatting with all the D-heads and officially kicking off the new year. I'd also like to thank the D-team. Yes, Ken, Aaron, and Randy, all for stopping in here this week and adding that little bit of magic for all of you D-heads out there. Without the team, there would be no show, so thank you. And remember to connect up with the D-Team, including our newest D-Team member, Caitlin, at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So, all of you D-Heads, with that said, we have all kinds of fun lined up next week for show number 61, as we are back in action with our weekly shows here at Disney On Demand. But before I do that, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our complete list of archives, all of our social media links, and more, including our daily blogs from all the D-Team, including our newest D-Team member, Caitlin, right there at DizRadio.com. 
D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue and Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. So stay connected with all of us, all of you D-heads, and remember to shoot us your emails, drop us a line, and more, and you may just hear yourself here on the show. So with all that said, all of you D-heads, all the different ways to stay connected, remember you can always get us in your mobile device right there with our free iPhone app and search for us in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio. So enough of my rambling. I've been just all over the board here this week. But next week, we're going to take a trip to Disneyland. How fitting. I am freezing here with negative 20 degree wind chills here in the studios this week. The wind is blowing outside. It is freezing cold. So what better way than to head on over to California and visit Disneyland? Because for show number 61, we're going to invite the author, the photographer, the man behind Seen Unseen Disneyland, Russ Flores. That's right, Russ is going to stop in and talk about his book, Seen and Unseen Disneyland, his favorite photos from the book, and what to expect out of the follow-up book that is coming very soon as well. And we have some other questions that I think we're going to toss out to him as well. We're, we're going to keep it fun for all of you D-heads, so get ready as we head on out to Disneyland for show number 61 next week here at the show. So with all of that said, with all the cold, I got to get ready here. As I mentioned earlier, it's the father-daughter dance and my little girl is waiting. So I got to head on out and do that dance with her and make those memories. So with that, remember, in our busy lives, and our busy schedules, never neglect family for business. Catch you online and see you all over the web, D-Heads. A fine musician Fun and dancing are the first requisition Music in the key of peace and harmony The world all together and that's the way it has to be Moving to the beat, yellow shoes on his feet When he's on the microphone, he gets you off your seat Breaking down the house, cool as a mouse Sing along with Mickey and you'll see what it's about Ice, ice, Mickey I'm busting a rhyme Ooh, baby, ice, ice, Mickey oh, Gosh, I sure hope I can get it fixed Doesn't even try. Goofy's got the moves and many is fly. Try the will, never get the bill. Otherwise, Papa Piggy puts them through the mill. Sing another line, make you feel fine. Such a little star, so bright will shine. Once, twice, twice, nice like ice. The beat is the best when you sing it with the mice. Ice, ice, Piggy. Do the right thing. Ooh, baby, ice, ice, Piggy. Now I'm looking to do the left thing. When you're looking for fun, he's the mouses with the most, he's the only one. When it comes to being cool, spreading joy across the land, who's the only mouse to do it? Who's the leader of the band? Ice, ice, I'm chasing the jam. Because the jelly ran away. <laughs> I'm a hip hip hopper. Sing. 
thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.